Coyote Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Jamie Dupree comes right at you from the Hill in D.C. On the Sean Hannity Show. All right, it's the most connected man in Washington, D.C., and we're out here in Nevada and uh, in the studios of KDON, our affiliate out here, which is uh, AM720, a 50,000-watt blowtorch hitting 38 states. What's going on, Mr. Jamie Dupree, sir? Hey, Sean. Uh, well, since I'm not there, I was still able to keep in touch with uh, what's going on in the GOP race because the one person in the Republican side who is skipping Nevada, and that would be Governor John Kasich of Ohio, actually was here in the D.C. area today doing a town hall over in Virginia at George Mason University. He had about a 1,000 people that showed up for him over there. It was a pretty healthy turnout. Reporters asked the governor afterward, well, are you going to get out of the race? The Rubio people say you should get out to help consolidate the anti-Trump vote uh, behind Rubio. And he's not Governor getting out. K- yeah, Governor Kasich made very clear to us that there's no way he's getting out, as he basically said, look, you guys in the media didn't pay attention to me for a full year. Now I'm having some success. There's no way I'm stopping now. So any, you know, we did have Jeb Bush get out, obviously, after Saturday night. So that will bring things down and maybe shift a few votes, both to Kasich and to Rubio. But that next step, I don't see that happening right now. If you look at what happened, I mean, this was by any measure a really big win in South Carolina for Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hillary's firewall held up. But, you know, there's a lot of sidebar stories to all of this. And if you look, for example, on the Hillary side, I mean, Harry Reid had to rescue her from what would have been a humiliating loss at the last minute. I mean, he went all in with his contacts in the hotel and casino business and especially the Culinary Workers Union. And they helped literally organize thousands and thousands of casino workers. Um, Bernie Sanders supporters demanded English only be spoken at caucus sites. Uh, so there's a lot going on here that that is really, I think, under the radar that people aren't paying attention to. And did you One see of, that they had, remember, in Iowa, they had the coin flips? Did you see what happened out there in Nevada? Now, that, now they're breaking, they're cutting cards, and she got it the, what, ace of spades. Pulled an ace, and uh, and the Sanders people pulled a six, so she's still uh, winning those. I would say this. This was very important for Hillary Clinton. If she had lost Saturday, no matter how they pulled it out, uh, the, the fact that they won means they avoided what I think would have been a PR disaster this week, because it would have been all about the momentum for Sanders. This really takes air out of the balloon. She should be favored at the end of the week in South Carolina. She should be favored in most, if not all, of the states next week on Super Tuesday on March the 1st. And realistically, I think we can look at both races right now, Sean, and and say... I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that both Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump will all but lay claim to their nominations next week on Super Tuesday if their opponents are unable to even defeat them anywhere along the way. I know it won't be over over or anything, but this could be a huge week, uh, one week from tomorrow for both of those candidates. Oh, if it's, it's huge for every campaign. Right now, the polls show that Trump is up in 10 of the 14 states in play for the Republicans. If he takes 10... Um, now, look, I, I'm reading National Review and I'm reading everybody else and, you know, they want to say, oh, that doesn't really mean a whole lot. And and you're misreading what they're saying. I'm like, no, I'm not. If he wins, no. if he wins those states, that means that his support is deep. The thing that frustrated me the most on Saturday night, I'm watching all these guys. All right. Jeb Bush gets out. So that means if you take all the Jeb Bush voters and you put them in the Marco Rubio column, that Marco Rubio has this. And there's one problem with that, as as my friend, the pollster, John McLaughlin, said, yeah, Rubio is the second choice of Jeb Bush supporters with about 30 percent. And Ted Cruz is the second choice of Jeb Bush supporters of about 25 percent. And and Donald Trump is third with close to 20 percent. So if you break it out, the 7 percent, it would go two to Rubio, two to Cruz, two to Trump and one to Carson. 
Yeah, and so I think some would also probably go to Governor Casey, but your point is well taken, and that is you cannot just move those uh, votes as a block over to Rubio. Uh, obviously, for Rubio, it was very, very important for him to finish second, even if it was just by a whisker over Ted Cruz. And I would say for Cruz, it was certainly a disappointment. I mean, as I described to you on the ground last week in the Palmetto State, I just had this sense <clears throat> that Cruz was stuck, and that's exactly what seemed to happen. I think the attacks by Donald Trump calling Cruz repeatedly a liar and more over the last 10 days really hurt Cruz and really just sort of put a headwind against him. And, you know, the whole crew strategy was that they could use South Carolina and other southern states as a firewall against Trump. Well, you know, if Trump wins that easily in South Carolina, then why can't he do the same next week in Georgia, in Alabama, in Tennessee, and other states on Super Tuesday? So it, well, it let me give be... you the real clear politics average, because I think these states now obviously take on on more prominence than before heading into super tuesday for example georgia trump is plus 9.7 plus 9.7 and that's the real clear politics average now in texas ted cruz is winning he's plus 6.7 percent he's got to win there trump plus 24 in massachusetts trump plus six in minnesota trump plus seven and a half in oklahoma arkansas has cruz let's see well you've got only two polls out one has cruz plus four the other has trump plus five that's a toss-up uh, you have two Tennessee polls. One has Trump plus four. The other has Trump plus 20. But these are old polls at this point. Yeah, and, and I would say because they're old polls, Sean, you have to look at where the race is now. And the momentum is definitely much more with Trump at this point in time. Now, that being said, Ted Cruz has clearly done work in those states that Donald Trump has not. But we've seen uh, several examples of where Trump is able to overcome that with the just the force of his uh, bid for the Republican nomination. So you'd have to think that next week, if he can do the same thing that he did over the weekend, that he will be in very, very good shape in this race. So it's incumbent upon both Rubio and Cruz. If they want to stop Trump, they're going to have to find a few places to win or at least take a serious chunk of the delegates because a number of these states are proportional. They are not winner take all. Uh, you're not going to have a lot of states like you had uh, in South mm -hmm. Carolina over the weekend. They'll be much more proportional. But still, uh, Trump, if he keeps rolling that up, in the past, when that happens, the history is that person becomes the nominee. You know, what I'm struck by more than anything, after sort of thinking back on my last three weeks on the road, is all the Trump people that uh, the voters that I uh, interviewed. And there's not the only there's no quote unquote issue or anything, Sean. It's not like they're out there because of abortion or because of government uh, spending or this and that. It's the whole issue of they want somebody who is going to come here to D.C. and shake things up. And obviously, Trump has taken away that outsider kind of think from Cruz that I think Cruz really thought he could rely on and taken it away from him and, and hurt him in a sense. Rubio, uh, I would assume that Cruz is going to go after Rubio even more. The effort uh, yesterday on that Bible story didn't exactly work out too well for the Cruz team. I would expect to see attacks from the Super PAC and more, and those two will probably duel on Thursday in the next GOP debate in Houston. But if you look at the depth, though, of of support, for example, we, we've analyzed the northern, northwestern part of South Carolina, very heavy evangelical. You have a, a more party establishment mainstream down in the southeast portion of South Carolina. Everybody was looking at what happened in 2012, where Newt Gingrich actually won the state of South Carolina. So Trump won every single congressional district in South Carolina, every single solitary one, yep. got all 50 delegates there. Isn't that some evidence that this is much deeper and the depth is much deeper than, than maybe some of the pundits have predicted? You know, some people were saying on Saturday night, well, he underperformed his real clear politics average. It's a double-digit victory.
it's you know there were actually he did, polls. he did tick down a little at the end, but not you don't that, that that does not take away anything from him in the breadth of his win. The only person to win any counties uh, other than Trump, Rubio won Richland, which is where the state capital of Columbia is, and right. Rubio won Charleston County. Uh, those were two counties, I think, if I remember correctly, that Mitt Romney won, but they didn't win down by Hilton Head as Romney had done. So it, it's obvious to me that that Cruz was uh, really just stopped by Trump and stopped in in a way that I find really interesting. I remember Thursday night at his rally, I interviewed a bunch of his voters. One was an evangelical minister, and I said to him, you know, uh, wouldn't you be more of a Cruz voter? And he sort of looked at me and said, well, there are things that I don't like that Donald Trump says and the way he says them, but he's straight up. That meaning he says that he's going to change things, and I believe him, and there's no reason not to believe him. And I think that for whatever reason, he, Trump, has been able to seize that away from Ted Cruz, who had run against the Washington cartel and the, and the Republican Party. And that, that reservoir of support that was there for Cruz, especially in the evangelical community, has been spread out not only among Trump, but also Rubio as well. And once again, in South Carolina, Trump, and to a little lesser extent, Rubio, they're the only two who draw evenly across the Republican Party. Ted Cruz is still tipped overwhelmingly to the right of the party. Uh, John Kasich overwhelmingly to the left. But Rubio and uh, Rubio and Trump, and obviously much higher for Trump, they're able to draw very strongly amongst very conservative, amongst somewhat conservative, and amongst moderate voters in a way that nobody else can. Yeah. Um, now, what's going to be interesting, and I got to give you kudos too, because you kind of predicted, you saw on the ground the the last minute surge of of Rubio, which we talked about, I think Thursday of last week. You you said you saw it uh, again. Being on the ground, seeing crowds is a big deal, and that's why you know one of the big questions we had going into Iowa, New Hampshire, and South Carolina: Do crowds translate into votes? I would say at this point, the answer is yes. Yeah, not always. I mean, obviously, Iowa, Trump did not win. But your your point is well taken. You cannot just ignore the size. For example, yesterday, Rubio had a crowd of 4,000 outside of Nashville, which for him is a gigantic crowd. I know it doesn't really measure up to a lot of the Trump crowds. But again, I look back eight years ago when Barack Obama would draw huge crowds, but he didn't win every state. So just drawing big does not guarantee victory. Just ask a guy named Bernie Sanders about that, who has been drawing big but has not won and may not win some of the states that are coming up. But yes, Trump still shows that he has a depth of support that I think, well, for example, Sean, this weekend, uh, my wife and I went out with some friends, ran into a few people while we were out, and all of them wanted to know, you know, what have you been seeing? What have you been doing? Where have you been going? And every one of them was absolutely shocked when I said, look, Trump is going to win in South Carolina, and he's probably going to win next week, and it's not going to shock me if he's the GOP nominee. And I think for a lot of people within the Republican Party, and frankly a lot of people in the D.C., Philadelphia, New York, Boston corridor, they cannot believe it. They, they are just like stunned that that this is where things are in the Republican Party. I don't think they should be if they had been out, if those people had been out and seeing what was going on on the ground, not only in those three states, but in a number of other states where we've been in recent months. This would not be a surprise. Yeah. All right. Let's go back to Hillary. Here's an interesting stat that really stood out at me is Clinton lost voters who value honesty by 70 points. Now, I don't know if that's going to impact her as she heads into Super Tuesday in these states where she's expected to win. 
But I've got to believe that that could be an impact. Now, we've had a phenomenon in Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina. Republican turnout is setting all records. Democratic turnout is depressed down 20, 25, 35 yeah, percent. Um, in fact, it's sir- down. They're down as much, basically, as the Republicans are up. So if the Republicans are up 22 percent, the Democrats are about down by 22 percent. And to me, that is a big leading indicator of where this race is. Again, I will say for all of his warts with other Republicans, for all the conservatives, Conservatives out there who say they're not going to support Trump for a variety of reasons, and I get those, that they don't think that he's a real conservative. I think that this is a lot like eight years ago when people constantly told me, oh, Obama will never win because Hillary voters will never support him. Well, they did in big numbers, and it could happen the same way this time around. That's why those people who keep telling me that there is no way that Donald Trump can win in November, I just tell them I don't see that. I I think that uh, we have seen before where the parties you fall back to your party. And I know there will be some bruised egos and some people who feel like that Trump does not do exactly what they want to do. Uh, But I would say the GOP certainly has that motivational edge right now. You know, so I'm doing this event on Hannity, the TV show tonight. It's uh, in Vegas with a live audience and Donald Trump for the hour. And uh, for the record, we offered the hour to uh, an hour to Rubio and to Cruz, which we'll get to at some point uh, before Super Tuesday. And uh, so my question is, you know, what do you think is the number one line of attack and what people want to know the most from Trump? Um, you'll ask me what that is. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I, uh, you know, like I said, well, I guess you follow what, this like a, this is your life's blood. This is your well, passion. See, I, there's there's not really an issue when you speak to Trump voters, as, as I said earlier in this in this segment. No, not Trump voters. The other people, other campaigns. What is their number one criticism? Isn't it that are you a real conservative? Oh, yeah, I, I would say it's exactly that, which has not worked so far at all. I mean, that's pretty amazing, right? Well, I think it's a reminder that for all of the talk in recent years by the Republican Party and by conservatives especially, that they had to have a an orthodox sort of doctrinaire candidate to carry the banner, Mm -hmm. that that is not the case within the Republican Party, that there are an awful lot of people who are willing to overlook certain policy uh, stances or maybe changes by a candidate simply because they are motivated by that candidate. And I think that has interesting ramifications for the future of the Republican Republican Party on a number of levels, but it says to me that in issues, you're not going to get Donald Trump on an issue right now. It's going to have to be probably a mistake by Donald Trump, a gaffe of some sort that will knock him off stride. Well, that, a lot of people have been thinking that's coming for a long time, but I got to roll. All right, Jamie, uh, you, thank you.